Hey, everybody, welcome back to the pub trivia experience. We are here for the finale of the foodie trivia tournament, and I have got my two chief foodies here ready to do battle. It is Jeff Woodhead against Mike Turner for foodie trivia supremacy. It, ironically, the battle of the bad barbecue is we are in the Carolinas. What? How bad dare barbecue? you? No, oh, no. It's bad. Uh, uh, you're on thin ice, the gory. Thin ice. <laughs> That's not good because I'm a rather large dude, so that ice going to crack. <laughs> First up, the pride of Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff Woodhead, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, representing vinegar here, I suppose, against my uh, mustard counterpart down there. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. It's been a long day. I've had a five-year-old that's been a little stubborn. Uh, so I'm actually kind of double fisting right now. Uh, I have uh, the uh, barrel-rested gin from End of Days Distillery down in Wilmington. Uh, Really solid gin. The uh, uh, take out the anise, so it's not as sharp as a lot of the other uh, small distillery gins. Uh, the barrel rested gives it a nice little flavor to it. Uh, and my backup say uh, the old standard Highland Gaelic. So there you go. Jeff uh, has had a long day. Uh, Turner, how's your day going? What? How you doing? What are you drinking? Uh. This whole week is long for me because um, we're super short-staffed at work still. And so when one person gets sick, it affects everything. So I've got to anchor producing shows, which means someone else has to booth and time out the shows, which is me. I'm doing everything by myself. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a brutal week this week. So I am sipping on the hard stuff, and I got my Coke Zero right here. That's right. No do tonight. We're in for trouble. That just means <laughs> someone else got to produce the 11 o'clock news. Mm. I, yeah, I can't work 24 hours. I mean, they think I can, but I can't. <laughs> I guess it's my turn. I have never had this before. It might be. Uh, actually, it's a limited release. Uh, everyone here knows of Abita Brewing. This is the Abita Brewing Fluffernutter. Oh. Cool. Okay. It is a white stout. Obviously, Fluffernutter kind of gives away what the flavor profile is, but cheers. Tastes like fluff and nuts. I mean, it's in, it's in the title. I want 10 of these. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that is good. Oh, wow. Okay. It's going to be a good night. I'm here with two of my friends. I got some good beer. I got some hopefully fun trivia. But we're going to start off with our pregame. All right, Turner, because the semifinal round ended with you with a higher score than Jeff, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or second in the pregame? In other words, do you want odds or evens? Um, you may as well go first. You're going to go with odds. Jeff, you're going to have evens. Here's how your pregame is going to go. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We went through uh, restaurants. We went through alcohol in the first couple of rounds. Now we're getting down to crazy foods. And most specifically, <laughs> what is America known for than crazy artery-clogging food that you can only get at the Major League Baseball ballparks? I am going to give you the name and description of a ballpark food that, while may or may not be served right now, has definitely been served recently at one of the ballparks in the United States. 
You have to tell me, is that food from the home ballpark of an American League or a National League team? <laughs> so we're going to end this in a fun way, not a trivial way. Turner, because you opted to go first, your first ballpark food is called The Authentic. It is a wheat baguette stuffed with turkey, ham, cheddar, and Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, and topped with Louis dressing. It's called The Authentic. Right. So that... I'm guessing they mean crab Louis for Louis dressing. So... I'm going to guess that this is the Baltimore Ravens. So I will say American. There's so much to unpack there, starting with the fact <laughs> right? that the Baltimore Ravens play football. God damn it. It's been that week, I'm telling you. Okay, so reverse that. Let's try the Baltimore Orioles and there say the American. <laughs> okay, well, this is not the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Um, this team plays at a guaranteed rate field that yeah. is the home field of the Chicago White Sox. American is still, no, I still got it right. <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> Jeff Woodhead, you get a twofer in yours. Oh, good. Number one is the cleanup burger. This is four bi- grilled beef patties topped with hash brown potatoes, bacon, cheese, and a sunny side up egg. Served on a Belgian waffle and maple syrup. So the Belgian waffle is the bread. Oh, <laughs> the maple syrup with all that in between. I, I also, just had a heart attack hearing you describe that. My oh, cardiologist wait, just texted me. There's more. <laughs> also served at this ballpark is the Burgitza. It is a massive bacon cheeseburger with two pepperoni pizzas as its bun. <laughs> American or National League? Good God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm trying to guess at, like, where even could that possibly be? Like, it has to be somewhere with somewhat thinner crust pizza because you're not serving that as like a Chicago <laughs> deep dish thing, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to guess that that's like some weird, uh, well, I don't know. Like there's so many national and American teams. I'm just going to say national. Maybe it's the Phillies. I don't know. <laughs> it's not the Phillies, but it is a National League team. That would be at Truist Park, home of the Braves. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. we're fat down <laughs> south. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the, the waffle thing did make me think south, and so I was like, hmm, maybe that's Atlanta, but the pizza thing threw me. Threw me uh, by the that. way, go look at what that, that pizza burger looks like. It's literally like four Belgian waffles. They're giant. All right, Turner, you're up next. Your ballpark food is called a slider dog. This is a hot dog served with mac and cheese, crispy onions, and topped with a generous helping of Fruit Loop cereal. Oh my god. The sad part is I think I've heard this. Um, Be even sadder if you ate it. 
as someone who cannot stand mac and cheese, that would be uh, very, very bad for me. Um, I think this is Arizona, so I'm going to say National League. Unfortunately not. This is sort of the progressive field, the home of the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. All right. Jeff, we're going back to you. Number four, you get the churro dog, a crispy churro with a long John donut wrapped around it like a bun, then covered in vanilla frozen yogurt and covered in warm chocolate and and a caramel drizzle. See, that sounds more Arizona to me. So (laughs) I'm just going to go national because, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why does it sound Arizona? Did I miss something? I mean, churro. Churro is at least a somewhat Hispanic-inspired food. (laughs) You're not wrong. It is 100% at Chase Field, the home of the Diamondbacks. There you go. (laughs) There you go, right? (laughs) All right, Jeff, you got a 2-1 lead. We're going over to Turner. Turner, number five, your food is a Murfadilla. Named after a former outfielder for this team, it's a two-foot-long deep-fried quesadilla stuffed with beef brisket, then smothered with cheese, lettuce, onions, and pico de gallo, all resting on top of a bed of Doritos. Um, it would help if I knew who the player uh, it was named after, but I don't. So I'm going to guess that this is... An American League team. Uh, on Doritos sounds very like Minnesota hot dishes, so maybe it's the Twins. So I'll say American. It is not the Twins, but it is an American League team, so you're going to pick up the point anyway. Served at Globe Life Field, the home of the Texas Rangers. Okay. All right, Jeff, you're getting... The College Days Bloody Mary. This is a traditional Bloody Mary topped with a slice of pepperoni pizza, a celery spear, olives, pickles, and a spear of pepperoncinis, pepper jack cubes, sharp cheddar cubes, and beef sausage links. Who would, who would want that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Somewhere that's very drunk. Uh, places that are drunk involve milwaukee (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to say national because maybe it's the brewers (laughs) no turner you've got this uncanny ability to be one off uh this (laughs) This is the twins this is the twins ah damn it (laughs) all right turner we're going over to you let's see if i can do it again yours is the pierogi hoagie this is saucy, saucy pulled pork, cheese, and potato pierogies on a hoagie roll topped with crispy fried onions. We'll see. Automatically, I would say Cleveland if it's pierogies, but we already used the Cleveland Guardians. So I will say that this is the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I will say National. National is correct. It is the Pirates. Nicely done. Yeah. A bit of logic to that one. All right, Jeff, you're getting the Reuben Cuban sandwich, a sandwich pressed like a Cuban, but filled with corned beef, beer, braised sauerkraut, and a split hot dog along with pickles and Swiss cheese. I think um, I would actually eat that. I would eat that, yeah, too. Yeah, this is the first one that sounded good. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say that that's, uh, I don't know, it's a Cuban sandwich that makes just 
I'm going to get stuck on Miami and not leave. So national. <laughs> you got stuck in the wrong Florida city. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. A trial. Oh, no. field. Oh. It's hmm. an American league one. Well, next time I'm down visiting uh, Tampa folks, I'll. Uh, oh, yeah, let me know. One of the three people that go to Rays games. So, hey. <laughs> hey, I'll be at three games this year because the Cubs are here for three games. Turner, we're going over to yeah. you. Question number nine You get the chicken and waffle cone. This is pieces of fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and honey mustard stuffed in a waffle cone. No trash cans needed to enjoy this delicacy. Okay. Okay. I see the I see the hint there. Um, I'm going to guess that your hint is hinting at the Houston Astros. So we will say the American League. American League is correct. So you got the hint with the Astros. You missed the hint. I believe Dale Murphy earlier. By the way. Um, yeah, I think a Dale Murphy is a brave. Uh, that's what I did. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was my hero growing up. You know what? We'll we'll look that up later. Jeff, we're going over to you. You're currently trailing four to two. You get the cherry drizzle chicken basket, chicken tenders, and funnel cake fries topped with powdered sugar and a cherry drizzle. Cherry drizzle. We'll try. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. Um, Doesn't sound good. (laughs) I'll be honest, though. I have no idea where, like... Where do cherries grow? Uh, they're not super regional. Um, so maybe it's the Mariners. So I'm going to say American. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they may grow there, but this is actually at the Great American Ballpark, the home of the Cincinnati Reds in the National oh. League. Mm-hmm. So they were going more for color than. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, coming out of our pregame, Turner has got a two-point lead. It's four to two. We're going into our regular game. Turner, same rules apply as last game. So three-point questions, there is no one-point option. The two-point question, you can make it a one-point question by making it a 50-50 question after eliminating two of your multiple-choice options. Where do you want to go? Let's start with the three. Turner, here's your three-point question. Also, where its parent company, Hormel, is located, in what U.S. state would you find the Museum of Spam? So it feels very... Spam feels like a very Hawaiian thing, but I think that's maybe just because they use so much of it when they do the musubi, the little uh, rolls. Um, But I think Hormel is based in Texas, so I'm going to guess Texas. Unfortunately, not Texas. Hormel is actually based up in Minnesota. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, yeah, Jeff, I had the Hawaiian thing too there. Yeah. It, it's very popular in Hawaiian in yeah. Hawaiian cooking, but it is 100% Minnesota. Jeff, where are we going? Uh, you know, jack up a three. Jacking up a three. All bell peppers actually start out what color, meaning that they are the least ripe. They change colors as they ripen. Uh, Green. Green is a correct answer. Picking up three, that's going to give you a five to four lead. Turner, where do you want to go? I got bit on the three on that one, but what are the chances I get bit twice in a row? So I guess we'll go three again. 
going back to three. Used in cooking all around the world, the fragrant and citrusy herb cilantro is referred to as what in England? This uh, coriander? Coriander is a correct answer. Picking up three points. Jeff, where do you want to go? Uh, throw up another three. So glad I wrote more three-point questions. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, while the English are not necessarily known for their contributions to the culinary world, I can't help but to feel that the dish toad in a hole is a dig at French cuisine. What type of meat is typically featured in toad in a hole? Oh, boy. Uh, a kind of meat? So I usually think of yes. that as like the egg, but um, it's usually a, a bacon thing, right? Is that or, what we're going with? What kind of meat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the meat of what animal is what we're looking for? Oh, uh, like pork. Pork is correct. Typically, it's a pork sausage. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. We're picking up three points there. Turner, where are we going? It's currently, just so you know, eight to seven, Jeff with a one point lead. Sure. Um, stick with three. Sticking with three. Turner, how many herbs and spices were in Colonel Harlan Sanders' original KFC recipe? God, let me see, make sure I get this right. Because there's there's a very funny Twitter joke, or I guess X yes. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to make sure I get the number right. I, be- I believe it's 13. Well, the Twitter joke, I believe, is that the KFC Twitter page follows the five Spice Girls and then uh, six random six guys, guys named Herb. Herb. Oh, it's 11. Oh. It's 11 yeah. herbs and oh. spices. Unfortunately, 13 is not a correct answer. Yep. Oh. Jeff, for question number three, where do you want to go? Uh, dope another three. Jeff just chucking up threes like freaking uh, <laughs> Butler in the finals. Here is your three-point question. <laughs> Moules frites is a popular dish from Belgium composed of French fries and what seafood usually served steamed? Mussels? Mussels is a correct answer. Delicious. All right. It's my... Uh, my- Vague French knowledge came, <laughs> came back. <laughs> Jeff, you've picked up an 11 to 7 lead. Turner, we're going back to you. I guess I have to take a three now. Here's your three point question What American businessman purchased McDonald's from the McDonald brothers in 1961 and turned it into a household name? Yeah, Sorry, he, uh, I, was, I was done by the time you wrote the question. You. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc is a correct answer. Putting you back in striking distance. Jeff, where do you want to go? Well, uh, heat check. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, here's your three-point question. He's on fire. How many spots are on the Domino's Pizza logo? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Uh... I feel like there was a learned league question about this. <laughs> um, or Let's maybe it was WTF. Remember. I don't totally remember. Uh, I think it's like three. I think he's three? right. I think it's a one and a two. It's, I think a it's a one and a two, points. right? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> 
Jeff keeps his four-point lead. It's 14 to 10 going into question number five. Turner, where do you want to go? I, th- I think at this point you may as well just put the two pointers away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be a bonus episode. So stick around after this episode. We'll be doing sure. some two point bonuses. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming that means three. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. Turner, the 2004 documentary that caused a stir in the fast food world was Super Size Me. It was made by what documentarian? Crap, I can see his face and I know his first name. I, 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 I know his first name is Morgan, but the only Morgans I have in my head right now are Wallen and Fairchild, and then neither, neither one mm. of those is correct. <laughs> nope. And it's, and it's not Morgan Stanley. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Tr- there you go. That, that's 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 a huge hope. Um, I'll say Morgan Edwards, but that's not right either. Unfortunately, not. I think the name you're looking for is Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, that's a that wasn't getting there. All right, you're going to stick at ten, Jeff. You got a four point lead. Are we going with threes? Yeah. All right, here's your three-point question. What dish, consisting of meat, usually beef, veal, or venison, marinated in wine or vinegar with vegetables and spices, is considered the national dish of Germany? I knew his question. (laughs) (laughs) I know yours. Can we switch? (laughs) Yeah, let's... (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I don't know, schnitzel. <laughs> I believe it's uh, Sauerbraten. Sauerbraten uh, yeah. is correct for no yeah. points to turn. <laughs> All right, well, it's still 10 to 14. They both whiffed on question number five. Let's go on to question number six. Turner, where are we going? Three. Sticking with three. Hamantaschen is a tri-colored, tri-cornered pastry that are commonly associated with which Jewish holiday? Purim? Purim is correct. Purim. Three points. That's... <laughs> that was definitely like... Had one I, of I wanna... you gone for two points earlier, Jeff, that question would have fallen to you. <laughs> there you go. I would say that was, that was like on BP Trivia or like or RWTF. That was a recent question somewhere. Oh, that was funny. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Jeff, where are we going? Uh, three. Sticking with three. Originating from Macau, Dalgona coffee, also known as hand-beaten coffee, is prepared by whipping instant coffee, water, milk, and what other ingredient that help gives it its sweet taste? You said water, milk, coffee. Um, Whipping instant coffee, water, milk, and what other ingredient that helps give it its sweet taste? Sugar. Sugar is a correct answer. <laughs> that was one of those. Sometimes it, it really obvious, is that right? simple. <laughs> it can't be this obvious. It 100% can be that obvious. <laughs> Turner, where do you want to go? Trace. Shooting up a three. 
known as a paleta or paeta in Mexico, ice cream tang in Thailand, and kisco in several Caribbean, uh, Caribbean islands. What summer treat was first invented by Frank Epperson when he was 11 years old? Can you repeat those, please? Payeta, P-A-L-E-T-A, in Mexico, Ice Cream Tang, T-A-N-G, in Thailand, and Kisco, K-I-S-K-O, in several Caribbean islands. What summer treat was first invented by Frank Epperson when he was 11 years old? Thinking. Um... I'm going to say a popsicle. Popsicles are correct answer. There it is. I was trying nice. to think. I was like, I was like, I was like, pull like lollipop. I was like, no, what's the frozen one? <laughs> Why can't I think of it? <laughs> we had a guy in an apartment complex. I used to live in before I moved in here. Uh, that you know had one of those carts. He just uh, mm-hmm. came along selling paletas every uh, every day around the same time. My then two and a half year old would always <laughs> jump up at it. That's right. That's cute. Is <laughs> now my now six almost sixteen year old? <laughs> wow! Oh my gosh, they're that old already. Yes, wow. <laughs> they, they turned sixteen at the end of this month. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, yeah. Jeff, I'm assuming we're sticking with three, but you tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stick with three. <laughs> All right, Jeff. What Indo Portuguese dessert pudding that originated in Goa, India, can have up to sixteen layers? Tiramisu, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of most of the Indian desserts I know are northern in nature. So, um, yeah, I got nothing here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Goense. I don't know. <laughs> Not a bad guess. Uh, babinka is what we're looking for. Babinka. Babinka. Hmm. All right. Yeah, none there. That means it's currently 16 to 17. Turner, you're down by one. Where are we going here? Thinking. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Three's all around. Why not? <laughs> all right. I really thought about it, though. Yeah. You did. You did. Here's your three-point question. Which shellfish comes in varieties such as Olympia, European Flat, and Kumamoto? Oh, it's, 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 it's one or two. I feel like Kumamoto's crab, so I'm going to say crab. Unfortunately, not crabs. Uh, Oysters. Yeah. Oh, no, I was completely <laughs> wrong then. Okay. Oh, see, I was, I was going between oyster and shrimp. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was between shrimp and crab. Nope. All right. All right, Jeff, where are we going? Uh, three. Here's your three-point question. Nikkei cuisine is a type of fusion cuisine that combines elements from two countries' cuisines when immigrants from Japan settled in what South American country? So I know there's like this weird immigration thing between Japan and Brazil that happened. Like people immigrated from Japan to Brazil and then immigrated from Brazil back to Japan and... It was a strange thing, and uh, there was a very long story about why I know a lot about that. But because <laughs> I'm gonna guess, it, it you know there's a lot of Japanese immigrants in Peru as well, so it could be that as that too. But I'm gonna guess Brazil. Uh, I should have gone the other way. Is it, it, is it, it Peru? Know. It was Peru. 
Yeah. <laughs> it is Peru, which means we are still sitting at a 16 to 17 one point lead for Mr. Woodhead. Turner, where are we going? Screw it. Two points. You made them for a reason. <laughs> All right. Turner, Ross Geller definitely does not have this. If I walked into a Japanese restaurant and ordered unagi, which of these animals would I be ordering? Salmon, eel, halibut, or crab? Kudos to you on that question, sir. Uh, it's eel. It is eel. Turner picking up two points. It's 18 to 17. Jeff, where do you want to go? Well, if, if Turner's going to launch a two, I'm going to launch a two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is ironic that you're both going to get television hints in your questions. Nice. Nope, it's not in Scranton, Pennsylvania in Creed's desk drawer. The pungent mung bean is native to which of these countries? Germany, Ireland, India, or Thailand? Native to, I don't know. I know I've had mung bean doll and it's quite tasty, so I always associate it with Indian cuisine. So I'm just going to say India. India is a correct answer. Picking up two points there. Jeff, you still have got a one-point lead. It's 18 to 19. Turner, where do you want to go? Back to three. Back to three. Turner, appropriate given its popularity in the southeastern United States, what is the state nut of Alabama? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. Is, is Nick Saban not an appropriate answer? <laughs> Tommy Tuberville is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's damn fair. Give me my props. That was a good That's joke. right. That's right. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I, I don't even have a crack at this one. <laughs> you see what hey. I did there? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to guess Walnut. I, I don't think that's right. Uh, I don't go into Southern restaurants and order a piece of Walnut pie. Yeah, it, was... it would be the pecan. Gotcha. Say it right. I was actually more just interested in see how you pronounce that word uh, <laughs> because there's like seven thousand pronunciations down I've here. I've always called them pecans, but when I'm having it in a pie, it's pecan pie, and I don't know why. Right? Yeah, it, pecan pie feels a little bit more normal, even though uh, yeah, no, pecan pe- is pecan pie is just pretentious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go. Uh, sometimes I'll mix it up, right? I'll go pecan pie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Them damn Yankees! All right, Jeff, I skip it all together. I say apple. <laughs> Jeff, you have got a one-point lead with one question left. Where do you want to go? Uh, throw up a three. Fine. Act like we're we're twisting your leg here. <laughs> Here's your three-point question. Name this national dish of Thailand that contains eggs, dried shrimp, sprouts, rice noodles, and tofu. This is another one of those. Is this is obvious as yeah. it seems, and it was last time, so I'm going to say it is this time. Pad Thai. Pad Thai is correct. <laughs> so these questions were written all ahead of time. <laughs> and then randomize. So, yes, yeah, some of them will run the gamut of easy to hard. You guys are the two highest scorers, and you've won a couple of games, so some of them are going to be a little bit easier for you. 
<laughs> your scores going into wagers. Jeff Woodhead, you've got a 22 to 18 lead. Here's how your wager round is going to go. You've, if you've listened to the show, you know this already, but you're going to get three categories. You're going to wager your points on those categories alone. You can wager your points in any way, shape, or form, any way, shape, or form that you want based on the categories, and you're going to split your wagers up however you want between them. If you get the question right, you'll get the points. You get the question wrong, you will lose the points. The rules are you must wager whole numbers, no negative wagering. Don't tell me why I got to say that every episode and you cannot wager more points in your combined score now so again turner you can wager up to 18 points jeff you can wager up to 22 are you ready for your categories uh, first i have to ask are you okay with differential integers no okay imaginary numbers <laughs> <laughs> Audio medium, clearly. Audio medium. (laughs) If you can't hear that, I can turn it up. Your categories are historical European cuisine, imported meat, aka a J. Borsum joint, and same name, different types of food. Go ahead and lock in your wagers when you're ready. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. Our our wagers are locked in. We're going to go question by question through this. Mike, are you ready? Jeff, are you ready? Sure. All right. Question. (laughs) Filling you with confidence there, Jeff. (laughs) Question number one. The category is in historical European cuisine. What fruit was mistakenly given the nickname Poison Apple and accused of causing the deaths of several European aristocrats who died after consuming it? In reality, the fruit's acidity caused lead to leach from their pewter plates, leading to lead poisoning. Locked in. Um, locked in. All right. Wow, quick lock-ins. Moving on to question number two in the category of imported meat, a.k.a. a J. Borsum joint. According to data from the USDA for the year 2020, the United States is the world's largest producer of beef. It is also the world's largest consumer of beef, and it actually imports more than it exports. 
What nation is the largest annual exporter of beef whose wares Americans might experience served Rudizio style? R-U-D-I-Z-I-O. Locked in. I feel like a one out of two shot there. Uh, I'm going to lock in. All right. We are moving on to question number three. Your category was same name, different types of food. What name is shared by both? A small, thin-skinned, and sweet banana, also known as a sugar banana, and a low-density sweet sponge cake biscuit that is a traditional ingredient in dessert recipes such as trifles and charlottes. Do you want that question again? Sure. What name is shared by both a small, thin-skinned, and sweet banana, also known as a sugar banana, and a low-density sweet sponge cake biscuit that's traditionally an ingredient in dessert recipes such as trifles and charlottes. Locked in. Okay, locked in. All right, we're going to go question by question through this, starting off with question number one. The category was historical European cuisine. What fruit was mistakenly given the nickname of poison apple and accused of causing the deaths of several European aristocrats who died after consuming it? In reality, the fruit's acidity caused lead to leach from their pewter plates, leading to food poisoning. Turner, your answer and your wager. Uh, I wagered a big, fat, stinking zero because uh, European food is uh, not really my jam unless it's uh, pizza from Italy (laughs) or gelato (laughs) from Italy. Uh, So I said poison apple sounds like a pomegranate to me and thought it kind of fits. I just stuck with my gun and said pomegranate. All right, Jeff, your answer and your wager. Uh, well, I wagered five, and I know there was just some like weird crap going on when the tomato came back from the uh, Western Hemisphere because it came from the nightshade, and everyone was all like scared of it for a while, and so I said it was the tomato. Your correct answer. I almost put question marks around fruit. I'm glad I didn't. Nice. Tomato is a correct answer. Good job. All right, Jeff, you have a 27 to 18 lead. Moving into question number two, imported meat, a.k.a. a Jay Borsum joint. According to data from the USDA for the year 2020, the U.S. is the world's largest producer of beef. It is also the world's largest consumer of beef, and it actually imports more than it exports. What nation is the world's largest exporter of beef, whose wares Americans might experience served Rudizio style. Turner, your answer and your wager. Um, you know, it sounded vaguely uh, Italiano to me, so I, but I, I thought that was too easy, so I said Portugal, and uh, I said a big, fat, stinking zero points for this one, because <laughs> I know Jay Borsum's questions are tough. <laughs> Well, you're going to stick at 18 either way. Jeff, you're answering your wager. Oh, well, I wagered five on this one, too. Um, I was split between Brazil and Argentina. Uh, I went Brazil this time again, and it's probably Argentina. So <laughs> so you both went with Portuguese-speaking countries is what I'm seeing. Yes, yes we did, actually. <laughs> well, one of you is correct. Brazil is what we're looking for. Nice. All right. That gives you a 32 to 18 lead heading into question number three. Your category was same name, different types of food. 
What name is shared by both a small, thin-skinned, and sweet banana, also known as a sugar banana, and a low-density sweet sponge cake biscuit that is traditionally an ingredient in dessert recipes such as trifles? Jeff, let's start with you. Your answer and your wager. Uh, Well, I wagered six, and I wasn't really sure, but I know that ladyfingers are biscuits that are in various things. Never heard of it as a small, thin-skinned, and sweet banana, but I didn't have anything for that portion of the question. So I said ladyfinger. Turner, your answer and your wager. Uh, for me, this was between two as well. Um, it was between Ladyfinger and for some reason I couldn't get, uh, Madeline out of my head. Mm. And so I said Madeline and I wagered 10 points. Well, gentlemen, we have a winner, a final score of 38 to eight Ladyfinger is the answer we're looking for. Jeff Woodhead, you are our foodie trivia champion. Nicely done, sir. Well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad the extra thirty pounds I'm carrying around since COVID nineteen <laughs> has done something good for me. <laughs> you should be proud. You should be proud. Nicely That's done. Right. Well, uh, that is going to bring an end to the foodie trivia tournament. Listen, I hope our listeners had as much fun listening as I had hosting it. This has been a freaking blast. Let's uh, let's let's run one more time through them, uh, Turner. Uh, any last final words before we end the tournament once and for all? Except for the bonus episode coming out later on this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this is, this was a lot of fun. I, I frankly am stunned. I made it as far as I did to the finals. Um, you know, you're if if you're passionate about something like you know you're you're going to have a good time with it no matter what. Like whether it's in the realm of movies or in the realm of food or in the realm of wrestling or, you know, all, all, all things I enjoy talking about. But at the end of the day, you're, you're just like hanging out with your friends and just talking some shit and like, what's, what's not to love about that. So, uh, I, I had a blast. Uh, the final score was, I hope not indicative of, of everything I know about food, but, uh, I'm on a major trivia slump and this was just the end of it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> The slump continues, but OQL is <laughs> not going well for one of us here, I guess. Yeah. All, all congratulations to Jeff. Well, well played, Jeff. What do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I mean the the final score is definitely not indicative of how this game went. It was close, like the entire way until the wager rounds. So you know, uh, great game, Mike, and. Uh, um, you know the the, the the best Carolina one, but some uh, some some love for our southern neighbor as well. Uh, you know we uh, 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 you know lo- love to the little brother set down south of us. Uh, <laughs> Listen, my, um, my my wedding's in North Carolina. I, I oh, yeah, I where, 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 where y'all get married? In Magnolia. Oh, cool. All right, yeah. yeah. yeah so Duplin Winery. Uh, like no, right across the street at the English Country Barn. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. That's uh, that's a, that's a really pretty area. So you guys yeah. don't have a lot of fun there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. well, um, nicely done well, to both of you. Very, very well played game. Uh, Turner just ran a little bit, just ran a little bit of steam at the end there, but really well done. If you enjoy the content that we bring you on a regular basis, you want to support the show financially, uh, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your best place to do that. 
Um, honestly, the, the goal right now is to hire an editor, hire someone that can edit all these episodes. Uh, it would take a lot of work and a lot of stress off of the plates of all of the PTE network hosts. That would be lovely. So if you can support the show financially, that's the best place to do it. Uh, also, if you want to interact with us, uh, head on over to our Discord server. Uh, check the show notes. You'll get all the information right there. But for the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Jeff. <laughs> I've been Michael. You're fine. You literally pointed at him and then started to talk. Well, it's, I couldn't see him, so I was going for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Re- redo. redo. All... No redos. No, we will see okay. you all next week. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>